What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from West End Cigars, inside the Members Lounge. I am Aaron. And this is Mark. Mark, how you doing today? I'm okay. I'm doing good, you know? Chiefs won. Bears, were you off? And we play on Monday night. Thanks oh, for you got, mo- attention. you got Monday night. All right. Yeah, we're a real football team, so we play on the, the primetime time. What slots. are you talking about? The Chiefs have had like three Monday night games in four weeks. I don't you remember. can't get more prime time than that. Yeah, what did they play at two o'clock in the afternoon last week? Dude, Monday afternoon football is amazing because I get off work at 2 a or 2 2 2 2 in the afternoon that's awesome I'll take that any time of the day but you know it's Sunday was good winter is like finally in Arkansas it's cold as shit outside meaning it's 45 degrees right (laughs) and and I whine like a little bitch like a little bitch (laughs) but tonight makes it up for it because we got a cool guest with us tonight uh we're somewhere where it's not cold um you know in the desert in so, the desert. Yeah, I guess Although it gets, it gets cold, cold, at, at night. cold at night. Right. But right now, so we have Art Perez um, from Arizona, a cool like a cigar aficionado wannabe, and that's you know directly from him on his Instagram account. Right. But also dabbles with film, and we're going to hear some really cool, interesting stuff that he's doing coming up. Yeah. Um, so Art, you know, awesome to be on the show. I appreciate it. Hey, guys. Really appreciate you guys inviting me on the show. Big fan. Awesome. We we like it when our guests say big fans. That's uh, <laughs> that strokes our ego even even more. Well, <laughs> humility, best trait. Yes, we are. We are. When I mean we, I mean you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, this I really is, really like you guys' podcast. You guys are awesome. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate it. No, we yeah. we really do. We 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 appreciate uh, you know giving us a chance. You're one of the OGs of the show. I mean, you listen to. I think you started following me before I even had Mark as a as a one of the co-hosts. This was back when me and Steve was. Or yeah. I guess Steve was really heading up, and I was just doing all. You the, were you were the co-host at that point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so that, um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you guys. Once you know, honestly, like once your podcast started coming about on my feed, and, and yeah, you guys were, in lack of better words, you were dating around for a good co-host <laughs> yes yeah. and uh and yeah no i just i figured it was a cool idea and and i wanted support and uh turned out awesome i mean it was a good payoff for me you know yeah. you guys put out some amazing content so yeah why not awesome awesome we, we appreciate it but you know tonight we're here to learn more about you and what you do and what you're doing out there and this documentary that you're shooting we'll we'll dive into that in the second part of this show but let's talk about um, let's talk about cigars first. So what we're smoking tonight is we're smoking something new into our shop. Uh, we got it about a about three weeks or so ago. Something that I've liked a lot. It's the uh, the Espinosa Murcielago. Um, it is a full fledged, like strong, high octane cigar. It's a San Andreas wrapper, Nicaraguan binder filler. Uh, Eric Espinosa and AJ Fernandez uh, blended this. It is, it has their footprint all over it. It definitely yep. has AJ's fingerprints all over it. It's got some nice spice to it. Yep. Um, you know, the, the way, the reason why it's named that is because it means the bat, the label is absolutely amazing. It has a hologram bat on it. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a band hoe, I guess. Is that the right term? Like I, I will, band ju- I will, ju- I will judge a cigar by your band, plain and simple. Yes. And this will. one, I mean, this, this catches your eye in the, in the humidor. It's holographic. It's awesome. It looks like Batman. If you're a comic book nerd or, you know, whatever, you know, too bad DC doesn't make good movies. 
but you know, it definitely stands out. Um, I've had this one. Th- I think this is my third time I've had it. Okay. Um, and this is your first time. Yeah. Yep. Cool. I've seen them. I have a couple in my humidor. I've been, uh, gifted a couple of these, um, that I'm waiting to smoke. Um, and so we're smoking this one tonight. Cool. So we are smoking the Toro size. What, uh, what, what are you size? Are you smoking art? Yeah, I got a Toro as well. Awesome. So I, I, I just said what, what we're smoking. I didn't say the size. I just happened to grab a Toro yeah. and go with that. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk in the band is attractive. Oh it God. Is, yeah. It is flashy. Yeah, You know, I was going to say it does remind me of Batman, but it's like a futuristic, almost like yeah. a Batman unlimited type yeah. of thing for all my nerds out there. Do you, yeah. do you remember like the, like, uh, that, yeah, the, the cartoon, hologram. well, the cartoon of Batman beyond like late night. That, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. 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 Batman beyond. He was like a futuristic, Iron Man, Batman type of thing. Yeah, yeah, like it was like the it was like a red and black logo, like a slick suit. Not didn't have the cape. Yeah, almost more like daredevilish, almost, but black. But uh, yeah, that it has that real. It's sharp edges and just oh, yeah. it's really cool. Daredevil's not cool, but Batman is. Darede- Daredevil is awesome. The, now the uh, the shitty movie with uh, the okay. the genie ben guy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, those weren't good. <laughs> so Espinosa has been around for a while. So it's been around a hot minute. Been around a hot minute, um, and this you and I, you and I talked about this cigar. Mm-hmm. This is the same people that make the six hundred one uh, Bomba, La Bomba, yeah, yeah. Um, which is a, also a very strong cigar. I don't think blended by AJ. Um, so uh, you know, these are cigars I've smoked. I've smoked the the line, but just not this one. So these are these are ones to smoke after you eat. Ones to end the day on. You know, I. Last week was the you know, the second time I had it in like three years, and I smoked it very first thing in the morning last Sunday, and it was great. But it was like holy shit! Like I kind of wrecked my palate a little bit. Sure. And didn't really enjoy everything else that I did. And even for somebody who really likes strong cigars, like I did, as you know, as we talked about it off air on some <laughs> some very diff- different ways to describe how I like my cigars. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this um, is my first cigar of the day. It'll be my last as well. So yeah, but but it's good. We'll we'll dive into yep. it. We we literally just lit them up uh, just a couple minutes ago. Ash is holding up real nice right now. Sure. But uh, let's learn a little bit about our guest Art Perez and your uh, your cigar history. How long have you been uh, smoking cigars? You know, honestly, I've never kept track. Um, I think I was just I've always just enjoyed smoking, relaxing, and just kind of enjoying the moment. But um, I guess if I have to think about it now, it's been about eight years. And um, I know that because I met my wife like six years ago and I had already been smoking consistently for like two. So that's about eight years, you know, but there's obviously you're, you, it's just like a learning process. And for me, at least I, you never stop learning, you know? Oh God. Yeah. Trust me. I, I know as somebody who's, you know, been smoking for 20 and then working in the industry for, you know, almost six, like, there's never enough knowledge to, to bring in some stuff always changes. I mean, hell, even when you had a shop, you know, yeah. it's, it, you never stop, you learning. never stop learning. It's always constant, you know, communication and learning and, you know, just going, you know, there's just not enough to I, learn. I guess I'm that guy that if someone tells me like, Hey, this is a good cigar. You should try it. I will go and try it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the only way you're going to learn if you like something or not. Yeah, I do not that. Everyone, with, not everyone's like that, though, you know. Yeah, a lot of people stay well within their lane. Um, I do that with um, pretty much anybody except for Aaron. If Aaron tells me it's a good <laughs> cigar. I know that I won't like it. No, I'm joking. Um, uh, yeah, no, a lot of people don't. 
Um, and, and Art raises a good point. I, there's a lot of people who, if, you know, I, you know, I smoke this, this, yeah. and this, and that's all I smoke. I mean, some people get in their lane and they stay in their lane and that's, you know, that's fine. But that's like, I'm, there's too many good things out there, you know, just yeah. even just cigar related. There's too many good cigars out there not to try. Right. No, like, I'm, it's, I'm, very, it's very limiting for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody knows I, I'm not the biggest fan of Rocky. I'll still smoke it because, A, I have to because it's my job. I have to know what, how it is. Sure. And, you know, there might actually be that one out there that... ALR version 2. That actually I do like, like the ALR 2. That's... Yeah. I mean, if I, if I just, you know, had that snobbiness, be like, oh, I don't like any Rocky and I never tried that, then I would miss that on you the bring ALR. Up, you bring up how you don't like Rocky every time, huh? Mr. Snobbiness. I mean, it's not snobby. I mean, it's just one of those things. Okay. You bring uh, up. Have you guys ever? <laughs> have you guys ever met Rocky? I have. Yeah, he's actually a pretty cool dude. He's a I, very cool dude. He is. Uh, his brother is even like funnier and crazier. And, his, like his brother, like, is, like Rocky is very. He's business oriented. Oh yeah. Nish no. yeah. is like the life of the party, and it is. Uh, it's it's awesome. We when they came to our shop, and you know, Nish was like, "I want to show you how to make like my cocktail," and it was just like a big old glass of tequila. And an orange, and that was it. It's yeah. <laughs> like that okay, I like can, hell, anybody can do that. <laughs> well, and everybody, That's, there's science behind that drink, <laughs> right? There is. It's an art. Um, Rocky's. Um, That's art. Yeah, no, <laughs> but it's an art. And, and uh, the uh, Rocky gets a lot of disrespect, um, and I think that's unfair because he's a very smart businessman. He's moved the industry forward a lot. Yeah. Um, He's, uh, you know, he's, he's I mean, a good I, guy. I, I give his product a hard time, but that's just because not everything hits for, with everybody. It's yeah. just, there are a few things that I do like from his, I, the, the edge, uh, Maduro it's, I like it. It's solid. And then the LR too. It's fine. It's just, to me, I was just, asked about Gurkha last night. It's, somebody, it's, it's kind of like, that's, that's kind of going the somebody way somebody said. Somebody said, is there anything, you know, what was it like bringing Gurkha into the shop? And I said, first of all, there are some good Gurkhas. Yeah. I, I always forget the shaggy footed one, mm-hmm. um, but the Beauty and the Beast is a good scar. It sold well. People liked it. Yeah. They have a business model. It's very profitable. Yeah, and what they do is and, awesome. They have the lounges, the burn lounge. I mean, those yeah. are fucking awesome. Yeah. And they, just because you're not their target doesn't mean they don't have a very logical target market mm-hmm. that is a very, um, you know successful business. And so. I, th- and I think he understands it. It's kind of like me where I know not everybody's going to like our show. It is what it is. Not everybody's yeah. going to like it. Not everybody's going to like their cigar plain yep. and simple, but yeah, I think you're right. I think he does understand what he's doing. He's very commercially successful. If you want to say that. And yeah. I think for that reason, he understands what demographic he's reaching out to. And I think it happens in all industries, not just the cigar industry, but as soon as you become a commercial success, there are those diehard fans that will either feel like in a way you sold out, yep. you're not, you know, small time, you know, boutique type cigar mm-hmm. and people like to root for the underdog at the end of the day. I mean, his, his well name, said. his name carries weight. You can't argue that fact, oh. but I'm Rocky right. Patel is, is a huge man. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's funny. Um, gosh, I was listening to some, uh, some, uh, some band, and the artist was talking about what happened when they they got popular, suddenly went from being garage mm-hmm. indie to going popular, and just the act of going popular, people stopped Stop listening, listening. Yeah, because suddenly mm-hmm. they were sellouts, and they the guy was trying to explain to the interviewer, 
we didn't do anything other than get popular. Yeah. We didn't stop making the same music, whatever. We just suddenly, everybody viewed us as a sellout yeah. because we were suddenly getting played on radio. Yeah. And you just go, there's, and he said, what did you learn? And he said, I learned there's nothing you can do about <laughs> there's that. Nothing to do about it, yeah. <laughs> right. You're What's, just, you're just going to be viewed the way you're viewed. It's like, it's like the very first time I heard a day to remember on the radio. Like I was proud, even though I've never met the band, they don't, they don't know who the fuck I am, but I've been following them since day one. Right. And then like 10 years after they've been around, I heard them on the radio and it was like, I almost had that sense of pride. Be like, all right, my, my boys made it. Right. Like, they the don't give a shit you, about me. The next day you burned Did you, uh, shit. did you, did you give up, did you feel that like that hit? mentality where people oh. are like hey have you heard that band and you're like i've been listening to them oh since my God. they were yeah. yeah i've been listening to them since they had ron jeremy in one of their music videos <laughs> like that's how long it's been like who i don't know who you're talking about please i've heard your stories about your old roommate <laughs> yes that's true that's true <laughs> All right, so you've been a cigar smoker for eight years. That's you know that's a good amount of time. You've it's a long time. You've seen some good transitions. Since there. we know how old he is, that's that's that's, that's a, most of his adult life. That's a good chunk. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I mean it's not a very uh, typical, very common place for people my age to be into cigars at such a young age. But I don't know. I think I just kind of picked it up and. I like it. <laughs> like since you, since you are younger and you've been smoking for eight years, have you always been like a brick and mortar guy or you've been like, like hanging out the lounge or just grab and go? Uh, a little bit of both. I would say, I think when I first started, it was kind of like a, like a pick up and go because it is a little bit, um, you feel weird when you go into a lounge and you don't quite understand, you know, cigars, intimidating is the word you feel intimidated by so many people that just know so much and you just want to like get it go back home and you learn and enjoy the cigars but i think at first i was that guy who would just pick up and go um but after a while you know you you realize that like oh these these guys are actually pretty cool you get to know people and uh and obviously you get to know more of what you're talking about you know yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it's i think we've all been there one facet or another you know it's It is. If you're going to screw up, you want to screw up in the privacy of your own home yep. and not in front of somebody. But, you know, it's the it's the people in the lounge who, you know, they have more of an impact almost than tobacconists like me. Yep. Where because, you know, I can't talk to everybody all the time, but if you're just sitting around BSing with, you know, whoever's at the shop, you know, it's, they always give like, oh, what are you smoking? Like, I'm having this. Oh, cool. Yeah, I have to check that out kind of thing. It's, yeah. I mean, I'll it also depends it. on the vibes in the shop. I mean, yeah. I've been to some shops where it's like, it's really weird vibes and you're just like, eh, nah. Oh, there's yeah. other shops that are, people are just kind of like minding their own business. It might be a little more spread out. So mm-hmm. you feel more comfortable just kind of sitting in a corner and just watching a game or something. Yeah. 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 It's, that's how I am. Like I've been to some, like some really nice, like stuffy shops, like they're super nice, but like, it's like, I feel uncomfortable. Like I don't belong here, but yep. then the, like just the mom and pop kind of shop, like what, you know, we have here. That's, that's the ones I look out for, you know, at, uh, when I travel and their stuff. And I know you're, you're down in Arizona, you have access to a lot of cool a lot, shops. I a mean, lot there's, of cool shops and there's like the whole diversity yep. of, of everything is in a good radius. You have, you know, the, the high end to just your neighborhood shop of what, you know, what, what I like to call it. Yeah, there's honestly, there's everything around here and you're right. There's mom and pop shops. There's just like your typical shop where you have the, the, the regulars coming in. Uh, and then you have like the nicer shop, you know, Paradise Valley, Scottsdale, where 
it's your, uh, you know, it almost looks like a bar than not. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a bar with a humidor, <laughs> you yeah, know? Right, yeah. And, uh, it just really depends on, on what, how you're feeling. And also who you're taking with you is a big one. Like mm-hmm. sometimes my wife, before we you know had kids, but she would like to come and have a drink and hang out with me. And you can't take her to those like mom and pops where it's just a bunch of dudes because she's going to feel uncomfortable. You want to take her to like yeah. a nice place. So, you know, then you start thinking of like, oh, well, this cigar I know runs this, but I know at this shop they're going to, you know, price it a little bit higher. So yeah. there's there's definitely give and take there, but it just really depends on, you know, what you're feeling. Yeah. Sometimes you're you're paying for the ambiance. You're paying sure. for the surroundings the and stuff yeah. like that. And, 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 you know, when you have females with you, you know, you definitely got to. You're gonna you're gonna pay a little more for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way it works. I mean, every once in a while, I don't mind. Like if I'm tra- like when I was up in Philly uh, for the game, you know, I I didn't mind you know dressing to the nines and going to uh, you know a cigar shop up there. But for you know 99 percent of the time, it's you know, black on black on black. Finding yeah. the yeah. find the the neighborhood cigar shop and chilling out. But uh, yeah. every but what what's nice is like where you live, you do have access to both. All yeah, you have all of them yeah. at your disposal. That's you know, that's that's uh, convenient and nice. Yeah, well, we yeah I, I I I guess that's why Phoenix is so cool. Is like it's it's a small city, but it's also large enough that it kind of brings everyone from all yeah. states because yeah. it tends to bring a lot of people from different states here. So they kind of bring their sort of flavor. So it's kind of like a big what you would call like a melting pot of everyone here. You know. Yeah. I mean, like, and it seems to be like some Arizona shops I buy. So I buy a lot from Anthony's Cigar Emporium out there and uh, Scallywag. And they, they're like, yeah. their cigar selections, like, really fit my palate a lot. They have a lot of, like, the black label and boutique stuff at Scallywag's. And then Anthony's has, like, damn near all the Viaje I like. So it's nice where I can nice. support brick and mortars, you know, on the, you know, way out on the other way far from me, but sure. still has that, like, Oh, cool. They carry the shit that I really like. Yeah. That's a good, that's a, actually a really good point. Yeah. I would say every shop kind of caters to a certain demographic. And yeah, absolutely. There's certain cigars that it's really weird. There's certain cigars that I would like to uh, pick up, but I can only pick up at certain shops. And, mm-hmm. and I wonder why. I mean, obviously the reps go to all those shops. So obviously they're building. Um, a collection for the people that they know are coming to that specific shop. So yeah, even something as simple as two shops that are less than five miles away from each other in this area are going to carry two completely different yeah. collections. Yeah. yeah. Two totally like, you know, my, my favorite cigar is the giant tobacco knot. There's a shop up in Missouri somewhere where they still have a whole bunch because they like that demographic just nobody liked it. But down here, I mean, it was a shop favorite and it's, you know, vice versa or, or whatever. It's, it's weird. Like you have yeah. those little pockets of, sure. of stuff. Sure. It's definitely true. Yeah, really, and you learn your- really weird. And, and, and I feel like, that, and I mean, we're not going to get into it, but I feel like that's where I think there should be more communication between the shops where is if they know like, Hey, I have a bunch of these cigars that aren't moving. Yeah. Maybe that particular shop could be like, Hey, I can't pick up enough of those. And maybe they <laughs> yeah. could buy the stock off of you, but obviously it doesn't work that way. We know that. Yeah. So some States allow that some States don't like in Illinois, it was illegal for one cigar shop to, even trade cigars to another cigar really? shop. Yep. Like e- oh, e- even in state. Mm-hmm. So I think Arkansas, you can do it in state, but you can't do it out of state. Illinois, you can't. 
I'm not saying we did or did not, but I'm just saying you put the fifth. I, 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 can, I don't have a good enough memory to remember. So, um, but it's illegal to um, do that. The only people that can sell to a cigar shop are a wholesaler. Wholesalers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, see, I'm speaking out of ignorance, obviously, because no, I but have never ran a, a shop, so I don't know anything. I don't know the rules in Arizona, but Arkansas has a different rules. Yeah, Arkansas, so, I think we could. We could every yeah. state's different. Just but, product transfer. But you, a lot of those times you do market research on the other shops and you figure out what your niche is mm-hmm. because you don't want to have the same exact thing because then you're having a price race to the yeah. bottom and you don't want that. You want to have a slightly different selection yeah. so that you can have uh, you can have a unique experience. Yeah, you want you want to give that consumer a let reason the other to, shop come have, to, yeah. to come to you. Well, let them have a reason to go to the other shop too. Mm-hmm. You don't, you, the point is not, you, you know, it's cooperation, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, you know, uh, we're just up in St. Louis. You want to, you want to give the reason people come to you, but yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to have that sort of. You don't want to be the reason why they don't come too. Right. You don't, you don't want to be that right. snooty like. Yeah, fuck we them don't. All kind of we thing. don't like the other shops because most people want to know that you're sort of part of the community. Yeah. So, um, so you don't want to be like sort of anti other shops. You don't want to be like me sometimes. Yes. <laughs> that is what I'm saying. Hey, I mean, we're, we're cool with like the, you know, in Arkansas, in Little Rock specifically, we know P and T is the granddaddy. They've yeah. been here before us. They're a great shop. I mean, they're going to be around. They've been around 50, like since like 45 or something. They've been yeah, around for a great shop. so fucking long. I mean, hell during when all this shit started, like you and I went over there and well, picked up stuff much. that we don't have access to, or we yeah you know, stuff that's been hidden away for such a long time. Like I, I like just scouring old shops and finding like the, yep. the pockets of gold and stuff you don't see. Yeah. And I, I agree. Cause we, you know, when we were up in St. Louis, we went to a new shop up there called lit. It was a bar. Mm-hmm. It was nice and spread out. It wasn't like you didn't have to dress up, mm-hmm. but it was someplace that Paula was a lot more comfortable. Cause yeah. it was, it was more of a, it was less of a smoke filled back room and more yeah. of a, you know, a sort of a, you know, a female friendly place. Yeah. It and wasn't a cigar smoker. My and, wife's not. Yeah. And I mean, and as many more like, you know, sisters of leaf, there are becoming more and more. Every well, they're going to be comfortable. I mean, everywhere. they're going to be, they're going to, yeah, they're getting more comfortable. And, and like you said, what we said a few times before that the, the guys in the shop are getting more comfortable yeah. just because they, but I think our, be. and I are talking about non sisters. of yeah. Leaf. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just being people in a situation like ta- tag alongs, but yeah. are there for companionship and, yeah. yeah, like her dates or something, or, you know, I, I've gone as far as like, um, you know, in Scottsdale, there's a, a certain, I don't know, we can name shops or whatnot, sure. <laughs> but no, there's a, there's a, a Fox, a Fox cigar bar, which is actually a pretty big one. And, uh, they're kind of like a chain, uh, type thing where they have, it's like a lounge. Like I said, it's like a really nice mm-hmm. bar slash, uh, you know, cigar lounge. And, uh, I've gone as far as inviting a friend and be like, Hey, let's do like a double date. And in those situations, like I said, it's, it's, you, you can't go to a musty bar. <laughs> you know, it yeah. has to be nice. The girls are dressed up and afterwards, you know, they want to go eat or maybe they want to go dance or maybe they want to go do something else. So it's like, you're only going to be there for an hour. Or so mm-hmm. again, you got to pick accordingly. The guy who I brought with me is not a cigar smoker, but he wanted to try it. Uh, the girls also wanted to just like smoke, but you know, they're not going to finish it. It's just more just to yeah. gain the experience yeah. and, yeah, so you know, it's not sisters of the leaf. It's just people who yeah. want to experience that, and that's that's the whole fun part about also knowing about cigars a little bit. It's just showing people who are 
uh, curious to be like, Hey, yeah, it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, like I've, we've said before, like this community is just one of the nicest and most generous and they're willing to, you know, talk to you about it or help you out or anything like there's no, I've never really met. I mean, I've met a few, but like there's no really big, like condescending cigar smokers that are just kind of assholes to begin with. Like, They'll, they're going to, they, they want to like help you out to enjoy a yep. fun product and fun experience. Yep. That's yep. the main thing. I guess speak for yourself because I ran into a few condescending <laughs> smokers. I've met a few, <laughs> a few. There's always some, but yep. there's, there's always the exception that proves the rule. But <laughs> so what kind of art, what kind of cigars do you enjoy smoking? What are, what's a normal cigar for you? Um, if um, I don't really have like per se a normal. I mean, I have my favorites and it's becoming like we talked about becoming much harder to say, Oh, this is my go-to cigar because there's so many now. And I mean, there's so many new boutique cigars and this and that and uh, reblends and all this. So it's really hard to be like, Hey, I'm sticking in this specific lane Mm -hmm. because like we talked about earlier, I don't like to limit myself, but I will say that um, I, really like two cigars as of late and that's the placentia cigars and the and the adam and the adabe cigars those are two cigars that yeah they're i I like them and so you know but to say hey i'm only going to smoke that one cigar is to me a little bit crazy also i like to smoke my cigars in the morning so obviously we talked about how the fact I have two young babies, like two small boys. Mm-hmm. And so I wake up at the butt crack of dawn, like by five, <laughs> 6 AM I'm up. So I try to get up a little bit early to have a cup of coffee and a cigar. That's like my morning routine. And so whatever cigar I'm going to smoke in the morning has to hit good and also has to blend well with my coffee. And then I'm off. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a, I've, I've been turned on to add bay within the past year, I guess. Um, and would you say the other one, Placencia? Yeah. 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 I like, I like that one too, but yeah, specifically the, the add bay. I, I like that. So you, you like a good, like, like buttery cream smooth one since you're doing it in the morning, but something that has some nice flavor to it. Like you're not just smoking air. Yeah, no, it has to, yeah, it has to be smooth, but I like it more on the medium to full side. Okay. Not the full side, but I will say like th- like this particular one would be a good one for my morning coffee because my coffee is strong, mm-hmm. and so like it, I need to be careful in not getting a very mild cigar. Otherwise, I can't taste anything but coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. What what kind of what? Kind, so I'm not a coffee drinker. I've just started drinking coffee. When I do, I I'm drinking cafecito. So I'm drinking Cuban coffee that is like it's three shots of espresso with a quarter cup of sugar in each little thing. So that's like, uh, <laughs> that's a diabetic's uh, best yeah. coffee to go for. But what's, uh, what coffee do you, uh, what, what coffee do you go for? Um, well, I just ha- obviously depends on, you know, how much time I have. I have a Keurig and, uh, I have the pod that does the, uh, I have the, the Starbucks times two caffeine. That's for when I'm running late. I just need a, I just need a blast of caffeine. Yeah. And then, uh, when I have more time, I have a French press. And, you know, not to sound snotty, but I usually go to like sprouts or whatever and pick Ooh. up some like some kind of like good blend and we'll let it steep for a little bit. So it just really depends on how much time I have. But um, not to get, yeah, not to get too off topic, but I have a really funny story on uh, on Cuban coffee. Uh, if we have a minute. Have at it. You, know, you know how the show goes. We get off topic. Super <laughs> easy. Um, well, what was that? I, 
I was probably like what, 20, 21. And uh, I was working in Buena Park uh, for the city of Buena Park. And, uh, you know, we were handling the, uh, like when the city has to get rid of a lot of their assets, you know, to make room for new trucks or new this or new computers. Uh, they'll auction it off. So that's kind of where I was working in the auction house and just kind of, you know, putting in basically just glorified data entry, just, <laughs> just computer work, but it was on the move. And uh, the guys that were really cool. I, I was definitely the youngest one there. And uh, there was a couple of Cuban guys that worked there. And uh, they told me, hey, they used, to, they used to call me Artie. Like, Artie, and I was like, what's up? And they're like, we got coffee in the break room. Go ahead and help yourself. It's really good. I'm like, oh, thanks. Appreciate it. So I go into the break room and um, again, at the time I didn't, you know, you're 21, but like, what do you know? You know? And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know um, right, exactly. And I went in there and I, I could still see it. Like there was just this little styrofoam cup on the table and I was like, Oh great. So I looked in there and there was like a paste and I was like, I was like, I guess this is it. And so I just poured hot water in there and, you know, put a little bit of creamer and drank my coffee and off I went. <laughs> later on they're like hey what happened to that coffee and i'm like uh, there was only one cup there I, I guess it was for me right and they're like no you're crazy man like you're supposed to take a little spoon of it not the whole thing like i basically took the whole paste <laughs> diluted it with water creamer and drank the whole thing i basically drank like what would be like i don't know five servings worth yeah and uh oh my god i feel like i was having a heart attack i was having like cold sweat <laughs> <laughs> i was talking a mile a minute i think because even uh, at the time my boss was like hey what's wrong with you and i was like i, I had some cubic coffee and he's like oh okay okay that makes more sense <laughs> so you, you didn't sleep until tuesday right <laughs> right so you know what i'm talking about that is some strong Dude, that coffee. stuff is like it's liquid cocaine that's what it is yeah, but you do that where like they turn it into a paste uh-huh. and then they put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there was just like this, just like a you know what would be like a half inch of paste at the bottom of this uh, styrofoam cup. And again, I didn't know you're supposed to take just a little yeah. spoon and put it in your water. Like, I just uh, thought it was for me. It's like coffee concentrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. But you live and you learn, right? Yeah. And then and then you ran home that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put the car on my back and, and walked it home. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, needless to say, I got a lot done that day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, what's, uh, since we got some of your cigars that you like and everything, what's, uh, what's a cigar or a memory that stands out to you that's, uh, that's personal to you? Uh, personal to me, I would say the Perdomo lot 23 is by far the most personal cigar. And I know it's not like, you know, Oh, this Holy grail of cigars, but, um, I think the reason why was uh, was like six years ago. That was like a pivotal time for me. I was living in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, I was running my own transportation business. Um, it was kind of doing it on my own and it was going great. I had just met uh, what is now my wife. We were just kind of dating at the time. And there was a lot happening, a lot of good things happening. And I, I'm sure you guys can relate as your listeners can relate. There's that pivotal time in your life where things just start to kind of fall into place, yeah. you know? And, uh, and for me, that was around the time where things kind of like fit in where I realized like, oh, if I do things this way, like, you know, and, 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 you know, I don't know, it was just, it was just a great time in my life where things started fitting in. I was able to like start planning for the future and what I want and kind of evolving from a a boy sort of mentality into more of an adult and what I want to do. And obviously it helps when there's money coming in so you can make plans when there's money. (laughs) So 
it was great. And at the time, for some reason, I was just smoking a lot of those Perdomo Lot 23s. Again, I just, I was gravitating towards them. I liked it. I don't know who told me to try one, but I, for some reason, was really enjoying them. And I guess now, every time I, and I don't smoke them very often anymore, but, you know, if I do smoke one, maybe it's the smell, maybe it's, I don't know, but somehow I'm transported mentally back to that time. And uh, I don't know, I don't know if maybe you guys can relate if you guys smell something and it kind of like transports you back to a certain yeah. time. Can you guys do it? Yeah, I mean, just like a, it's, you know, it that it's that memory trigger that, you know, takes you back to that. Absolutely to that specific time in life. It's first of all, a good cigar. Yeah. Really, really good. Cigar. Well, no, which one? The, like the Connecticut, the Maduro, you know, they're both good, but I was smoking the, uh, the Connecticut yeah, for some a, reason. I was, I was scared of the Maduro for some weird reason. No, that's a, that's <laughs> a good Connecticut. That's uh, you know, I don't smoke a lot of Connecticut's, but that's a good I like Perdomo's Connecticut's better than their Maduro's. And that's like the lot 23 and the small batch. If I'm smoking a Connecticut, it's going to be one of those two specifically. But like, uh, what's cool is like, I mean, we've, we've had Nick Perdomo up here and, uh, you know, one of their main sales rep is, you know, a regular up here comes by all the time. So just hearing the story about how the lot 23 came to in existence is it's a really interesting story. And I know like back in like episode, like 35 or 40, something like that, when we had Chris on, he tells that story about it. So everybody go back and listen to that episode and you'll hear about what makes the lot 23 so spectacular and just that whole line in general. Yeah. Chris is excellent. That's a good, it's a great cigar. It's a great cigar. And you know, Connecticut's a really funny because I actually kind of looked into them and it's the same thing. I totally agree with you. There was certain Connecticut that I was, I went through a phase where I was smoking different types of Connecticut. I wanted to see what the difference was Mm -hmm. and asking around. And I think you're right. What, there's some Connecticut's that are really good and kind of hit the mark and others that are just let, leave you kind of wanting more. And I think what I realized and from what I understand is Connecticut's that are grown in Nicaragua, for example, versus a Connecticut that's grown, say, here in the U.S. is obviously more expensive to grow in the U.S. But yeah. for some weird reason, the U.S. based Connecticut's are just better. I don't know. Yeah. At least in my opinion. Well, and like and whenever they have like the the natural shade cover uh, grown with a Connecticut, especially with, uh, the Perdomo line, it, it, it makes a more pliable leaf, a little more stronger, yeah. but also they, they have a higher priming rate. So you're getting a lot more nicotine into it. You're going to get a lot more flavor, a lot more balance with it. And you're going to get just, it's not like you're just smoking air. You're getting, you know, True. you know, you the and flavor. I, like we talk about all the time, like a good Connecticut is kind of hard to do where it has, balance and body and it has you know actually something worth smoking and not just something light it's there's it's i think it's it's one of the more harder cigars to do because anybody can produce a a strong pepper bomb but when you can do a connecticut really good like you've had the martinez the new is it the the gator right i've had the gator i haven't had i just got them i will smoke it tomorrow it's um and it's very flavorful yeah um, and I, a good Connecticut that's flavorful is unique. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I think, uh, in my opinion, I think uh, Nick Malilo is kind of like the uh, the scientist when yeah. it comes to uh, Connecticut. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, the stuff that he does with Foundation, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, I mean, he makes it just a great product. 
Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, foundation foundation cigars are are really good. I have no idea how the Charter Oak is only like four or five dollars everywhere. (laughs) So I've never had the Charter Oak, but I've heard it's like a like that's always it's a good cigar. Yeah, it's a good cigar, and I don't understand why it's so cheap. I mean, yeah, it's awesome that there there's cheap cigars. I mean, they're starting to become fewer as far between to find a good cheap cigar, Mm -hmm. but. That one, I don't know how he keeps the price point so low. I have no idea. It's a good cigar. Yeah, I mean, it's- I've had one, and I know that they have trouble keeping them on LCC, so they're hard to find. Yeah, so, I, I know. Like, uh, I know. Are they short film? Because I didn't. I, I don't know. I know. Part. Like, I know Nick at you know pulpit. He he likes a charter. Yeah, Oak. I, I know mean, he does. He he had he had that. I think when we did our show with him, and yeah, that's one that he's. It's a good cigar. It, it, it's it's definitely one that's not going to put you on your ass, yeah. but you're going to be able to enjoy it for sure. No, he yeah he make he makes some some great products. So, well, let's yeah. talk about these cigars that we're having right now. It's uh, this is the exact opposite of a Connecticut. <laughs> yes, <laughs> good good segue. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is strong. It 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 stings the nostrils when you retrohale on this thing. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh yes. <laughs> it's I've not retrohaled. It is um. It would burn. It is uh, it is a very strong cigar. It, it pairs well with this Guinness I'm drinking. So, I bet you uh, does. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's it's full flavor. It's it's peppery. I, I love a San Andreas wrapper. You know, it's not as toothy as what you see with a lot of San Andreas. Yeah, but it's a uh, has a little bit to it. Uh, but that Nicaraguan binder filler. I mean, and you you get the stereotypical spice with an AJ, mm-hmm. um, but. Eric Espinosa makes a really good cigar as well. And then when you throw that dash of Fernandez in there, it, that just adds to the essence of a really good cigar. And, you know, this is one of, like I said, this is only my third one I've had since we just got them in, but I could definitely see this in my normal rotation really? as well. Yeah. You enjoying yours art? Yeah. Honestly, this is the first time I've smoked this cigar and I got to say, I'm actually really enjoying it. It's a, uh, it's balanced. Uh, like you said, when you smoke a, uh, a San Andreas wrapper, people really try to just, you know, just try and punch you in the throat and try and put you under the table. But mm-hmm. this one's actually pretty good. It's, it's, it's nicely balanced and, uh, it's not over the top, but you can still taste. There's a lot of like little notes there. You can taste it. It's peppery. It's a little bittery, but there's definitely some good flavoring there. I think it's a well-balanced cigar for sure. Yeah, you do you do get a little bit a little of that bitterness, uh, like what you just said. Um, I I don't know if I would have picked that out until you said it, but then once you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, I do get a little bit of that on the on the front of the tongue. But uh, yeah, just this that. is one of those cigars that I think you would be able to drink it with like an alcoholic beverage, say like for example a beer yeah. or maybe some kind of liquor, and it wouldn't overpower the cigar. No, no, like I'm I'm having Guinness right now, and the the creaminess of the Guinness, you know works well and it cuts through the the full and the spiciness of of, of the uh, murcielago yep yeah i just had a little bit of whiskey and it's it's pretty good it's, it's, it's not it's not completely overpowering the uh the cigar no it's a it's a good one to end the night on this is a a good steak cigar i guess if you want yeah, to yeah 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 absolutely yeah it's a good cigar i'm definitely gonna try it. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pick it up again it's and, and you know what it's i it's actually pretty fairly priced. I, I, you know, for being the cigar that it is, it's, it's not an overly expensive cigar. I think I paid like eight bucks for it just now. Yeah. I think ours is, 
think Arkansas tax is a little high. I think it's like 11 and a quarter. Really? Something like that. Uh, you sure you guys don't want to move to Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> I, how hot is it during the summer? Like it's way fucking hot. hot. But like hot. it's dry, yeah. It's not humid. Yeah, it right. here's a perfect here's a perfect example. Okay, this is the best way I can put it for you. Okay, uh, turn your oven on, right? Set it to you know 400 or whatever. Like you're gonna make a frozen pizza, and then open the door and put your face right there. And that blast <laughs> of dry air is just what it is constantly all day long. But I will say that every single car, every single building, every single house has AC. That's just a norm. And so basically for the summer, for, for three to four months out of the year, you live in AC. And then the rest of the time, it's just amazing. What's, what's winter like? For example, technically right now it's winter. I'm outside in my man, shade, in my man cave slash shed with the doors wide open. It's, what, 78 right now? Amazing right now. I can, I can actually look. See, look I'm, exactly I'm a what's... hoodie guy, so I gotta have hoodie weather at least. That's, so when you go, in, we, we, we go I'm wearing in a flannel. <laughs> when you go in January, it'll get cold in the middle of the night. It'll get to way yeah, but I'm not like frolicking in the middle of the night. I'm sleeping in the middle. Of the night. See, we see, we we see what people are doing. I mean, if you're out there in the middle of the night, obviously it's gonna get cold. But <laughs> if you're out there in the middle of the night, you're also probably at a bar, so you probably don't know what cold is. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got That's all that. You, you got all that liquor running through you. It's just so. Phoenix is God's radiator. Arizona is one of those places that is on our retirement list. Now, yeah, eighty-one right now. It says eighty-one. Because I don't mind the heat like you do. Now you love I, the heat. You have I, this weird infatuation where you love summer and you love the heat. I can't. No, I can't do that shit. Fuck that. I I will say I have a I have a theory. So my wife's from Michigan, and uh, her. Um, her, her mom recently moved out here before she moved. She called me and she's like, Hey, Art. And I was like, what's going on today? She's like, how hot is it? I'm really planning on selling my house and, uh, and moving out there. And she at the time was living in Florida. And I was like, yeah, you should move out here. It'd be awesome. And, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, how hot is it? So anyway, she moved out here after I had told her how hot it was, blah, blah, blah. And just like my wife, I feel like people who move to this state the first summer they feel like it's the most amazing summer. I mean, the the heat does not bother them. Yeah. It, almost kind of like beer goggles. It's like a honeymoon type of They're not haze. acclimated yet? Yeah, they just feel like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's not that hot. It's amazing. They're out there walking around. They're going to the pool in the middle of the day, dead heat. They're like, oh, this, this sun feels amazing. Year two, they're like, what was I talking about? It is <laughs> an inferno out there and i'm like yeah for some weird reason the first year when people move here the very first summer tends to not bother them and then the rest of the time they're like what was i talking about it's 120 outside florida is worse for me well that's like a that's that sticky hot like humid like breathing through a wet rag i mean that's what we get here down here that's that's like the first my first winter in arkansas like I remember wearing shorts to school because it wasn't that bad, you know, moving from the plains where like the wind will cut through you and it's cold down here is like 38 was cold. Now, like I just said last night, like I was, I was bundled up in damn near a parka on that herf that we did. And it was, it was 50. It was, <laughs> it was like, like it was, but the wind was rough, but uh, yeah, I mean, I wore like a, I wore a beanie. I never wear a beanie. I was, I was a straight baby last night. It was straight. Uh, did you have your uh, did you have your snuggie on? Man, I yeah, I 
I, I, I sh- it was onesie. I, my, it had, it had my footy pajamas. Yes, I saw it. The I butt flap. It. Yes. Tough, a tough look. I told you what Bear does. What? He's out in Denver. He has a blanket. Yeah. It's on his legs. Well, yeah, but I mean, I had a heater to the... It was off camera. So does he. Blasting on high. I know. And it was fine until that rogue cat just came up. And then and attacked the, you. Then the, then the herf went to shit. It was a kitten. <laughs> but it was, just okay. like, it was just like, you aren't mine. Where did you come from? And now it's like, I got to go. It's gotta I go. mean, we all, we all run into those crazy pussies, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I, I think he was, it was a kitten. It really was. Oh, it was tiny. Yeah, it was, it was fucking right. tiny. But it could have taken you down and killed you. No, I'm cool with cats. Like, I'm totally cool. Like, Mo was like, you're not bringing that motherfucker in. I'm like, I'm not. Right. I'm not. I'm not. It has, a, it has a, like, a collar on it. It's somebody's, but it doesn't say who. And I haven't met the new neighbors yet. And Scaring them in the I middle of the night. I scared probably the new the yeah. one right next door. I need to apologize. <laughs> how, many cats, how many cats do you own? Do you own any cats? No, I have no cats. No, no animals. No no animals, no, no animal. kids. Yeah, nothing. Mm. <laughs> no. Living the good life over there, apparently. <laughs> no cheetahs, no, 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 no mountain lions. Uh, nothing, nothing like that. It's uh, I have plenty of wildlife outside the house now. It was weird. Like I'm sitting on the I'm sitting on the patio last night, uh, watching a football game, smoking everything, and I hear this like knocking noise. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I'm like looking around, like, okay, I thought somebody was at the front door. So like I checked the camera and nobody's at the front door. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I go back to watching the game. I hear the knocking again. I'm like, motherfucker, who is here? Like, who's like messing with my house? Like I get in that weird, like who's like knocking on my castle door. And I turn around, there's a woodpecker on my fence. I'm like, Oh shit. Like I'm not used to like wildlife. <laughs> I'm used to condos where you have drunk people around, not like actual no. animals and birds and like, Oh, it's a, it's a fucking woodpecker. Just yeah. like, okay. Just don't fuck my fence up too much. <laughs> Was it's it actually pretty fence? cool. We have a woodpecker. It was on the fence, yeah. Wow. I have a woodpecker um, that comes in the spring, um, and it's about, um, it's probably about 10 trees in. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, no, mine was like <laughs> on your wood. Tw- like 20 feet away from me, like on the four by four, just poking yeah. into it. I'm like, you ain't going to find nothing there, buddy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's cool. I don't know. But yeah. Wildlife. Got to love it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, pretty. Pretty crazy. I live I live in downtown Phoenix, so I don't have to deal with that. Um, I live close to the downtown, so I'm within the city. But uh, I do have a friend that lives kind of more on the outskirts, and they deal with javelinas and stuff like that. What the fuck is that? It's a, like a wild, like a wild hog. It's like a yeah. I've never. That's never heard. You've that. never Scorpions. heard of a javelina? Yeah. No, I never heard. Scorpions, scorpion snakes, and wild javelinas. Yeah, for some reason the West Coast is like. They're a nuisance. Uh, so I've heard in Texas, uh, you don't need a hunting permit. You can just go and hunt them there. They're in the droves. Like they take yeah. over yeah. everything. They're, they're a pack animal and there's hundreds, thousands of them. You can just go out there with your gun and shoot them down. Uh, here, there's also a big problem more towards the outskirts. Uh, I think it has something to do with, you know, during Wild Wild West era, yeah. <laughs> they were bringing <laughs> wild pigs and then the pigs were let loose or they got out yeah. and, uh, hmm. Apparently, pigs can survive in the wilderness. I don't know if you guys know anything about this. Well, we have like wild hogs in Arkansas, and like what you said, like there's a it's a year round hunting license for for hogs because they will definitely do some damage. And I mean, h- wild hogs are nasty; like they will tear you up. Mm-hmm. Like with the, yeah. the tusk, and everything. they have a uh, yeah, they have the tusk. Yeah. yeah, so I guess we're talking about the same thing. I have Alina. Yeah, I just, I, I just never thing. heard that name before. How yeah, big do they, they get? 
to get they're deep. big they're yeah. big i don't yeah i mean I, I i guess i can't put it into how big they are i mean a big dog because <laughs> a big hog <laughs> big enough or they, i mean it will literally i mean they'll, eight, fuck, they'll fuck you four up. or five hundred pounds oh yeah they're, yeah they're big huge. big enough to big enough to run the fuck out of there that's how big <laughs> okay right right that's how the that's how big they are here too yeah it doesn't matter how big they are they're like i'm getting in the car <laughs> yeah, exactly and then, then he starts charging the car and right. just yeah right that's what that kitten the kitten's got friends <sighs> well just say <laughs> whoever it is just needs to go make sure they get their cat and take it away <laughs> like I just don't, I don't want to deal with it. It's just killing me. I don't know. Yeah. I can I can see it in your eyes. You want to adopt it? I can hear it in your voice right now. You, you want know, to take it I, home with you? I wouldn't mind it, but the wife is not a cat person, so nope. She's a dog person. No one, nobody's a cat person until they own a cat, and then you realize how cool they are because they're so independent. Yeah, like you don't have to do shit with a cat. Like you have to take oh. the dog out at three in the morning to take a dump. Then you have to pick up the dog dump. Cats are like you get a box. There you go. Not even, not even. So I've, I actually own a cat now. He's, uh, actually he's six. So I got him, you know, six, six years ago as like a little kitten. And I was raising the family where cats were just like, ugh. and everyone had dogs, big dogs, you know? And, uh, a friend of mine was working at a, uh, uh, it was like a, I guess you'd call it like a dismantler shop, you know, yeah. where they would sell parts and whatnot. And, uh, more like classic American cars. Anyways, I guess they took a bumper off and they found a whole litter of kittens inside the bumper. Oh, shit. And so he was just kind of messaging everyone like, who wants a cat? Who wants a cat? <laughs> and so like, obviously he reached out to uh, my wife first. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, we ended up with a cat. And at the time I was like, oh, this, this cat's not going to last very long. I mean, I don't know anything about cats. And yeah, for the first few weeks, it was, it was you know, the, the, the litter box. And after a while, it started going outside, and it became like an inside-outside cat. And now, cat is just, uh, you know. And by the way, my my cat's name is Cat. <laughs> 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 and uh, and yeah, no, now Cat's amazing. He, he, you know, he hangs out during the day, just kind of chills. And every once in a while, he'll meow at me like, "Hey, how's it going?" And I'm like, "Hey, how's it going? How, how, how are you living?" And then he'll go outside at night, and then I'll see him in the morning for food and. And he'll leave again. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is an amazing animal. Great. It's like a roommate that like you wanted in college. You never really have to interact and yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the introverted roommate. Exactly. You nailed it. <laughs> but every once in a while, he'll just leave you the dead bird every once in a while as a, exactly. as a token of grat- gratification, you know? Yeah. yeah it's it's, gift, for it's gift for the, owner. yeah, gifts for the family, you know, <laughs> and enjoy this token. Enjoy this yeah, you got. I mean, I mean, you got to contribute something to the family, you know. Bring something to the table. <laughs> rent's due, cat. Yeah, I'm like, I appreciate the feather. That that'll cover your part of the rent. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, music wise, this week we didn't do it last week because you were out of town I having was. a good little field day with uh, the Riverman and Martinez and Pulpit and all the LCC brethren and yep. you know leaving me behind and leaving sending me behind. tons of pictures. You, you didn't leave me behind. It's just something I couldn't, uh, I couldn't come into right away. So we didn't get to the music last week. So we did not, we now have music this week. Right. So you gave me Van Halen, Van Halen. I did. Um, this is like, it was, it was an album that's like, I don't listen to enough, but then listening to yep. listen to it. It's like, 
I didn't realize that this came out in the late seventies. When yeah, I think by of the Van, way, when this I th- came out in the late seventies. So when I think of Van Halen, I think of like nineteen eighty five or not nineteen eighty five, uh, just that that yeah. era, like you know, yeah. hot for teacher kind of stuff. This one, it actually has two of the bigger songs that I didn't realize that came off their first album. Yeah, this is pre uh, Eddie finding the keyboard. Yeah, this, but this, and also this is David Lee Roth a little subdued a little bassier maybe not yeah. as high pitched not as partier like this is turning into hair metal do you okay would you consider van halen hair metal they were a precursor of hair, hair this, metal. i i see this is going in from that 70s rock into yeah. that hair metal scene so like this has like running with the devil i mean which is one of their bigger songs yeah yep. um it has the amazing uh all Eddie song of uh, eruption. Yeah, his guitar solo. Um, that was that almost made it. That yeah. almost made it. Well, it's 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 uh, you really got me with eruption. Yes, it's it's you. Yeah, when they play it on like the point here, it's it's always that one leading into yeah leading into you really got me. But the one that I went with is Ice Cream Man. It was Ice Cream Man. I know. <laughs> Because you're, uh, I'm your ice cream man. I'm your ice cream man. Uh, call me and I'll stop by. That's like it, it starts acoustic-y, uh, acoustic acoustic Is that a, is that a yeah. word? Yeah. Acoustically, um, and it then does. it becomes like a good like. And then Eddie just starts. Just ripping Eddie it starts up. ripping it on electric, and it's yeah. just like yeah. it's a song about. No, no, it's not even subtle. It's, it's not subtle it's, at all. Right. Um, it's like I can imagine. I never went to an, uh, to a Van Halen show. Did you ever go to Van Halen? Yeah, show? I didn't see him with uh, with David. I saw him with uh, uh, Sammy. But uh, but yes, Th- this is a song. I can, I don't know if they did this live. I don't yes. know if there's a the deep cut. But I can see this as a a song where like the girls would like take their shirts off and swing it around, and like the no, bra were, gets thrown up stage. Sure. Is that is that right? Uh, I don't recall that <laughs> happening. I was fairly intoxicated. Yeah, so I, I went ice cream man. Oh, that's it's first of all, I think um, running with the devil is one of the quintessential yeah. Van Halen songs yeah. with the big fog horde guitar intro uh-huh. and all that stuff. But yeah, um, that's so Paul and I listened to this on the way up to St. Louis and uh, Eddie. So we listened to running with the devil, which she doesn't like. Um, and then we, the eruption solo starts uh-huh. and she's looking at me going, really, we're going to listen to some of your <laughs> stupid rock and roll. And then you really got me comes on. And then she's little, she's, little dreamer is a sleeper. Oh though. man. Little that, dreamer. So good. Such a great album. It is. It's, it is a really good album. So, but yeah, I figured I, you I, might I, take that. I, I fiddled between eruption, little dreamer, but I was like, I got, I got to go ice cream, man. It's such, um, it, it, it really, um, it is the perfect interplay between Eddie and David mm-hmm. because David is that um, is that I, I always think of it, David as a carnival barker. He is that <laughs> that's what David brought, um, which he got more into later in his career. Yeah, but Th- it this is was the this was pre leotard and mm. I don't know that it was pre leotard. You think you think there was leotards oh. involved in in this one? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, you gave me, um, uh, and I've, uh, I'm going to have to look up her name. Esperanza Spalding. Esperanza Spalding, uh, Radio Music Society. Mm-hmm. Um, classic jazz. Yes. Um, and Paul and I listened to it twice coming home. 
and you caused a great riff in our marriage. <laughs> what did I do? Um, so this is the first time that she has listened to an album with me. Okay. Um, cause we have not, since we've been doing this, her and I have not done a car ride together. Uh-huh. So I listened to it twice on the way home and about three songs in, she started, this is terrible. What? Um, there's no rhythm to this. There's no, there's no continuity to this. Um, and so she is definitely a thumbs down. She does not like radio right. music. She, I think she would like, okay. Does she like jazz? She, does, she doesn't really get jazz. Okay. So. Oh, okay. So that's the main thing. If you don't get jazz, you're not yeah. going to like it, but chamber music society, that's a little more flowy. She's, this yeah. one is this one. Esperanza whips out the electric bass a lot, yeah, as opposed to just the so, double bass. So she doesn't understand that jazz music is actually the flow is the music. Uh-huh. It's not necessarily the lyrics of the song. So, for instance, with when we talked about Jason Isbell and the, the theme of the song was of the songs were a lot of the lyrics. Uh-huh. The the theme here isn't a lot of the lyrics. The the songs don't tie together together lyrically. Yeah. When we talked about Radiator King, some of the songs related, they were, the, the flow, ebb and flow was lyrical. Mm-hmm. The ebb and flow of Esperanza was not lyrical, mm-hmm. um, but it is musical. So it starts off, uh, I think of it as Cowboy Bebop, because that's where I was yeah, first introduced. Yeah, yeah. First couple songs are very Cowboy Bebop, then it goes to what I consider jazz standard mm-hmm. uh, flow, and then goes back to Cowboy Bebop. Um, she she has a, she's a great voice. She has an amazing voice. I really liked the flow of this album. Uh, I really enjoyed her voice a ton. She's very um, gifted vocally. Mm-hmm. She can really um, she can adapt her voice to the style of the song, which is um, a lot of people can sing in one um, one style or two styles. She can sing in a bunch of styles, which mm-hmm. I love. Very powerful voice. Um, loved a lot of songs on this. Um, City of Roses was great. So good. Um, Her but, love of Portland, you definitely get on yeah. that song. Radio song was such an such a, an engaging song, uh, a, a song about loving just songs, mm-hmm. which is um, one of my favorite themes of music. Um, it really came down to two things. So first of all, um, I, Kevin and I were talking about this because we were talking about this album. Um, there is no better soundtrack on any TV show or movie mm-hmm. than the soundtrack for Cowboy Bebop. No, I, I totally, I, I 100% agree. As much as I love. For uh, that lo-fi, just that jazzy I love hip-hop. Randy, Randy Newman's written a couple of the greatest soundtracks ever. Mm-hmm. The one from The Natural and the one <clears> for, <throat> strangely enough, the other baseball movie which is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. And there are some great soundtracks out there. Cowboy Bebop is the greatest soundtrack of all time. Um, but um, that aside, um, so Kevin and I, he goes, you know what Cowboy Bebop is? I said, it's the greatest <laughs> Japanese anime ever. So I don't know what we're talking about here. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. Yes. Um, I really liked, the two songs that spoke to me the most was Cinnamon Tree, which oh, is just the lyrical interplay with the music is brilliant her voice in that angelic it is and it 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 it, i'm still to this day uh, to this very second deciding between that or land of the free which is such an incredibly powerful powerful short song great musically the message is amazing Mm -hmm. i'm going to choose land of the free 
because that's I like the one the I thought you would choose. Um, it's a it's um, it's a song about how can we call ourselves basically the land of the free when we're locking people up uh, so they're not free. That's mm-hmm. the message. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to listen. You have to pay attention. You have to. And the the song is tight. The the uh, the 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 bass line is great. The the whole song is great. Um, it's a coin flip between those two because Cinnamon Tree is just um, great um, yeah. musically, and mm-hmm. the wordplay is awesome. Uh, the message pulls Land of the Free front. The, the way Land of the Free ends, it's chilling because yes. it cuts off in the middle of the word, and you hear that slamming of the jail cell. You do. I mean, it just she doesn't even finish saying no. the word, and no. it's just this done. is a, this 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 lady's very powerful. I, I enjoyed her. I did not know who she was. I tried to, um, as Bear will tell you, he doesn't listen to the podcast, but Bear will tell you because she's seen the interplay between Paula and I when we're driving. She gets frustrated with me because mm-hmm. um, uh, whatever. I was trying to get her to look up Esperanza, which is not, for the record, a really easy name <laughs> to describe. Um, we finally found it and listened to it, and then she was frustrated because it wasn't uh, modern country. <laughs> So, I'm, I'm sorry, Paula. Yeah. She doesn't listen either. So that apology will go on deaf ears. <laughs> well, I'm sorry for you, for you, for having, for, for putting you in through that. But, and yeah, she, she's going, there's no flow. There's, and I said, this album flows great. I don't know what you're talking about. And then, so then I spent 20 minutes trying to explain jazz music to her. And then she goes, no, it just doesn't flow. And I go, you're right. Mo will not listen to jazz with me. She, because she, it makes, she says it makes her feel like she's running late to the airport. Like she's frantically looking for a bag and just like trying to find stuff. She will not listen to jazz with me. Cause you're so antsy. No, it's just like, she says like, that's just what the music invokes in she her. She doesn't like jazz. Though? She doesn't like jazz. Okay. Yeah. So maybe her and Paula need to get together and explain <laughs> jazz to you and I, maybe we don't get it. Maybe we don't get it. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, it, it was a really good album. Well, for the, for the theme for me, this, this section Mm-hmm. We're 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 doing jazzy women, so okay. don't listen to the next album with her as well. Fair enough. So, but go ahead and give me who you got for. for okay, me. so this is uh, rock classics, um, and uh, we're going to my favorite artist, my absolute the greatest rock and roll band ever, <coughs> Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, and I'm debating four, which is the classic with the worst song that they ever wrote, "Stairway to Heaven," on it. <laughs> But I'm actually going to go uh, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin one. Okay, is that the, is that the very first one? First one. So, that's, so, so that's the theme we're doing too, like rock bands and their first albums. Apparently, okay. I, I it's accidentally been the first album twice. But I, I think this is I think this is like the section of music where we're both going to be really enjoying each other's music. Yep. Good. So all right, awesome. I get I. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to that album, but now I'll actually have to like listen, listen to yes. like really pick out what it is. So um, for you, I'm doing my favorite women vocalist. Um, this one is another one of my favorite jazz vocalists out there. Okay. Um, I've actually got a chance to talk to her over uh, Instagram so that I kind of fanboyed out a little bit, um, but I'm giving you a uh, DD Bridgewater. Hmm. Um, love and peace. Okay. Do you know who that is? Nope. She is, she's older. Um, this one came out in like 95. She's got to be close to 70 by now, I think. Um, 
it's a, I don't know. It's just a really good jazz album. Like it's, this is one where you're going to like the smoky bar. She's wearing like the maroon dress kind of style. So it's standard standard, but like standard, but like upbeat, like, but like her martini is like sitting on the piano Nice, where like the piano player is playing and like you're at the bar kind of thing. That's just what that invokes Okay, in this one. Good. Excellent. All right. I'm liking this, uh, this, this music segments and and everything. Yeah. All right. We got a question for art and for you and for me. Is this is Mark's favorite thing in the whole wide fucking world? Whole wide world. Whole wide world. Are you ready for this art? Sure am. All right. Million dollars. But whenever you you use the bathroom away from home, you have to hug a stranger for thirty seconds. Well, this is an automatic yes for me, right? <laughs> you are a hugger. Yeah. No, I'm cool with this. You're cool with that. Yeah. Just a stranger, just like, but like, okay, if you, if you're using the bathroom and there's somebody in the bathroom next to you, I mean, you got to hug them. That's fine. Is that not weird? No. (laughs) See, Uh, this, this seems weird to you. It does because I don't like hugging. I don't like touching. No, I'm cool with this. I'm a hugger. But like, this is an automatic yes for me. That's like rape hugging. They don't know what's coming. Sure. And you're a a big dude. I know. That, That would be. Uncomfortable for them and uncomfortable for me. Two different things. 30 seconds is a long, a long, time. long time. I know. Like five seconds so of dead air. Let me let me get this straight. So you're in the restroom, right? Uh-huh. The public restroom. Uh-huh. Uh, and then after you're done or beforehand, you have to hug the stranger. Uh, I would say after you're done. Wash okay, your hands first. Were, we're, in, we're in COVID. What were, Wash your hands first. What were, you, what were you doing? Was it a number two or a number one? <laughs> Whichever. It, it doesn't matter. It's just anytime you use a bathroom away from your house. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of factors there. I mean, this guy could have been fresh from a number three, and then you got to hug this guy for thirty seconds. What's a number three? Is that a, <laughs> is that a one two combo? I guess so. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> throw up. First of all, it's something you can control. Number three, you might have to dab. That's what I I feel like. I don't know. You might need a bidet after a number three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost bought a bidet last week. I know, Gator. Oh man, have you ever used one? Of course I have. You've used a bidet? Sure. I've never used one. Stayed in Caesar's Palace. Caesar's how how Palace. is it? It's very nice, very refreshing. Is it? But like, does like, do you have like wet balls afterwards or like, does it dry? This it? feels like a conversation that really. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, you have, you, there's this thing that <clears throat> some people invented a while ago called toilet paper. Yeah. But if that's the case, why have a bidet? Because it. It makes you, you don't, you don't use, you don't, you don't use as much of it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I almost bought one, but I didn't. You should have. It's awesome. (laughs) I I don't know. Maybe you should try it at least, at least once in your life, just to say you've done it. I mean, it's, it's an experience for sure. So I have a bidet story real quick. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on a new house and everything and I'm putting this cabinet above this commode and they have this huge fucking toilet. Like I've never seen one this big. It looks like a fucking egg spaceship. It's huge. So like, and then I realized, Oh, it's a bidet. That's cool. Like it's a, like a $4,000 bidet because I look it up. I look up the, like the model just to see what it is. And it's like, Oh, it's cool. That's that. So I'm like trying to find a light switch to turn the light on in the bathroom. And like, they got like one of the closet closet shitters. So I see this light switch on the wall. So I go to push the light switch and like the light doesn't turn on. I'm like, Oh, well, what the hell? The toilet seat lifts up and water 
shoots me in the chest. And I'm like, that is fucking disgusting. <laughs> like, why is it hooked up to a light switch? So finally I go out and the, the homeowner is there. It's a, it's a bigger house in little rock. Nice house. And I go to the homeowner. I was like, Hey, I have a question. She sees like this wet stain on my shirt. She's like, did you hit the switch in the bathroom? It's like, yeah, I'm trying to find the light switch. She was like, yeah, it's on the other side of the wall. She's like, I don't know why it's there. It's always been there. She's like, I'm so sorry. And like, she knew what happened and she was so apologetic. I'm so sorry. I was like, yeah, that's a weird place to like, why, first of all, that I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Why does your bidet hook up to a light switch? Like, what'd she say? she, She has no idea. She got the house that way. And I was like, that might be one of the things you might want to have switch or like looked at because I have a, I just I have a, got, I have a question. I have a question on that story. How far is that switch from the toilet? I mean, you I mean, have to get up. No, no and it's like you're go, sitting, so like you're sitting there and it's like a normal switch level so uh, on, on the right side so you, while you're bidet. Yeah. So you see like, I evidently like, I don't know if it was like a super like more jet induced one. I don't know. Right. Like it, like the, I, I don't know. It was just like, it's where are you? I guess, uh, it's a, it's I, I guess, I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm asking is like, you're not sitting at the toilet and then you're having to use the bidet and you have to get up and walk across <laughs> no, no, the no. room. No, like you can, hit it. You, you can hit it. Like it's right by you, but it's like, it's like switch level. So I thought it was a light switch and it looked like every other fucking light switch in that house. And it was somehow, I was, I was disgusted for the rest of the day. Like I have somebody else's, this is something that I didn't even tell Mo when I came home because she would have made me burn that shirt. And I probably should have got toilet toilet water on the burn that shirt. But it's like, I have such a bad, I have such a bad gag reflex. I'm just thinking about it and retelling the story is causing me anxiety. Um, It was like, I was, I was pissed. But it was just like, come on, lady. Like, if you know that's what it does. Because at first I was like, whoa, that's cool. Like, she has a light switch hooked up to her toilet. And then it, like, just shoots at me like the fucking alien thing. Right. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to, do you guys want to hear like a weird, since we're talking about restrooms, like a weird restroom story? That'd be, that'd be quick. Have Absolutely. So there's a bar out here in, uh, in Tempe. It's like a Tempe is like a college town where uh, ASU is. There's a bar called Casey's. Um, and in the daytime, it's, it's more like a restaurant. But at night, they have like an outdoor patio. And, you know, a lot of people come out. Um, anyways, the outside patio has like an outside restroom specifically for guys. Right. And to paint the picture, it looks like a fence. Right. And then you go in there. It's just like a wooden fence. It looks like someone's backyard. And you, you open this wooden fence and there's a, uh, like a fountain, right? And the fountain is like this little angel that's peeing and he's peeing into the fountain, right? <laughs> and it's got a, it's got a drain on it. Well, it was specifically meant for guys, you know, you know, midnight, one o'clock, yeah. you know, closing time, two o'clock. You have to pee, you have to pee. So it's just like, it's a busy area where you just kind of go in there, pee into the pond and you get out, Right. There could be as many as, I don't know, six, seven people in at one time, right? There's no dividers. You're literally just walk up, you pull up to the pond, Drop. and you just pee, and you're out. Yeah. Um, this one particular uh, night, we were all drinking. It was almost uh, it was his last call. It was like what, 145 or something. I'm like, I got to use the restroom real quick. You go in there, and there's a ton of people in there. Everyone's basically shoulder to shoulder peeing, all right? And, I mean, obviously, the rule of thumb <laughs> is don't look down, right? Yeah. 
so, <laughs> so I'm, I, I go in there real quick and, I, and I'm trying to pee. And this guy who I parked next to is just so drunk that, and, and I'm not a tall guy. And he like leaned on me. Like I was, was holding him up as he's peeing and I'm peeing. I was like, Oh, this is weird. <laughs> Don't cross the streams. <laughs> exactly. You have to, if you're going to be in the group, uh, area you have to be able to stand on. Well, it's like it's like old baseball. Like I remember Kauffman Stadium having yeah. old troughs. Yeah, like that was that's weird. Soldier Field has, like, that. or like uh, they had like the like the round ones like in the middle. So like you're if you're taking a piss, you're like you're you could actually be staring at somebody, <laughs> staring at somebody across right. the way. So you're ge- it over. You're getting an eyeful of whatever they're ha- whatever they have. Yeah. That's that's the that's the cardinal rule is you don't make eye contact <laughs> right. with anyone in the restroom. That is rule number one. <laughs> well, it's funny because I saw rule number two. Rule number one is you never touch anybody. Well, I saw a thing where uh, like during the whole you know COVID thing, everybody's like you know stay six feet apart, kind of stuff like that. And in one of the bathrooms, it had like every other stall was like taped off, and it's like whoever did that was like we already do that. Like you, the, the rule, the, it's an automatic rule. You, you skip a stall no matter what. Right. So like, there was no need to even waste your time. On There's it. always, you know what? That's necessary. There's always that one guy who comes okay. <laughs> who right next and, and you're like, dude, <laughs> we have the rule or like, or like he, like he throws off the balance where it's already skipped, but like he makes like, he, he doesn't Two. go like, he doesn't go like one, three, five. He goes like one, three, six. Yeah. And it's just like, it throws on, everybody man. off. Yeah. It throws yeah. Everything off. And it just like, you got to start over so you go from even numbers to odd numbers now it's just like there's always that one guy there's that one guy so oh, I'm, I'm taking the money i'll just you know fuck it i'll take the money really the non-huggers <laughs> taking the money it's a million dollars so i mean wow. i i can easily get over my uncomfortableness so when i get up i'll give you a big hug nope you're not a stranger i know you <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you are you are you taking the money nah it's dirty money <laughs> it's only dirty money if you don't wash your hands <laughs> So, all right. So what we're doing this week is we're actually having this as two shows. Um, This is show one, as everybody can tell. Uh, Show two is going to come out on Friday like we normally do because uh, this show was actually just so great and we needed to have the main focus just be its own section. Um, So look for that on Friday. It's going to be really just, we're not going to talk about, yeah, as you can tell, you know, you know, behind baseball, we've already done it. Um, We're not going to talk about cigars at all, um, but we're going to talk about this documentary that art is shooting. um, That is going to be thought provoking. It's going to be um, raw, powerful, emotional. Make sure you definitely check that out. Amen. Um, We're going to have, he's going to talk about how you can, uh, you know, help him on this journey of, of, of doing it. I don't want to say anything. You're going to have to listen to it yourself. Yep, you're going to want to hear it. You're going to want to hear it, uh, plain and simple. Um, so definitely check that out. So this is part one of part two. We've never done this before, but just in the middle of recording, I, I stopped to be like, Hey, I want to do this as two, just because it, I just feel like it needs to be. And I think I, you all yes, agreed with me as 100%. well. Um, so this is part one, check for part two on Friday. Like we normally do. Uh, this one will come out when it comes out. I don't know when, just whenever I edit it and put it out there. So part two coming out, it's definitely going to be one to listen. Everybody needs to check it out. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be, you know, just something that um, it's going to resonate with a lot of people. 
Yep. And uh, it's somebody's going to get something out of it. It's a great conversation. It is. So make sure you check that out. It's really good. Um, Art, man, thank you so much for being yeah. on. I'm so glad that we could, you know, have you on so you can, you, you can get this word out for uh, everybody out there. Yep. Good luck on your journey. And, uh, and thanks for the time. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys. And uh, seriously, next time you guys are out here in Phoenix, let me know and uh, we'll go and have a cigar and it'll be awesome time for sure. Definitely. Amen. It, it is on the list of places because there's so many awesome shops I want to go to. And, uh, you know, just having you out there is going to be uh, well worth it alone. Yeah. So, Amen. So, all right. We will see everybody on Friday. Be good. Later. Later.